0: And welcome to The Money Lab, live podcast, episode number 22, Money, the cover-up of Bad Relationships. All right, welcome back to another live broadcast of now what we're calling the Money Lab. For those of you who are veterans of this podcast, uh, only even though we're on episode 22, if you've been joining us every single week live, uh, we were called Stop Money Anxiety Now. And because of everything that has been going on with our business at the Six Figure Academy and everything, um, By the way, I am your host, Wei Hong from the Six Figure Academy. Uh, We've decided to unify our brand because of the success of one of our private Facebook groups. Not so private because pretty much anybody can join. You just have to get approval. (laughs) Um, And we now have decided to rebrand, relaunch this show as The Money Lab. And that's why I'm flying solo today without a guest, even though it feels a little bit lonely in the studio here. Now, what is this podcast all about? This is the podcast where we give you real world tips strategies and interviews with other entrepreneurs on how to re-engineer bad money stories it's not just about money anxiety anymore because it's so much more than that we also help talk about talk about habits uh, which we will talk about today when it's in, in regards to relationships so that you can create a prosperous and an abundant lifestyle and business free of financial stress and worry where money no longer becomes a hindrance in you living your life to the fullest cool right so why why the money lab well for those of you who don't know and i'll put a link um we actually have a growing facebook group called the money lab um and it's calling kind of, it's more uh, the expanded name of it is the money story Reengineering lab but we just call it the money lab because you know for a long time when i'm working and developing strategies and techniques and tactics around helping our clients and our students uh, resolve their money issues. I would often go into my, what do we call them, my private laboratory, my bat cave, if you will, and for a long time I would just do everything in in solitude until I think, you know, something is good enough for me to bring out. Then I have a very. Um, private group of individuals that I can test the techniques and the strategies with just to see how well it works fine tune a little bit and then I bring it out to the public well I mean the development cycle for that doing those type of techniques takes a long time and so what my um, my previous online business management team give a shout out to uh, Sarah Noked and Galia They suggested that I create a group and start developing in public. Develop as I go and have more people, uh, you, the public, Help me develop and get these tactics and strategies out so I can try new things, test it out in our open lab sessions, which is a Facebook live session within the group. And then based on feedback, it will help me actually develop new techniques or uh, or fine tune techniques and strategies to make it even better so that we can help more entrepreneurs, more individuals resolve the challenges around money. In fact, eliminate money as a crutch and use money as an ally to helping you Live a life by design, which is what we always talk about now in case you are just joining us live and you're not on the spreaker.com platform that's actually where you can interact with me uh interact with us if we have guests and co-hosts here by going to the chat room so where you go you go spreaker.com forward slash show forward slash the money lab the dash money dash lab or you can just go to spreaker.com and do a search for uh the six-figure academy i think because we just switched over if you search The Money Lab, you probably won't find it. So you're better off typing in speaker.com forward slash show today and forward slash the dash money dash lab. You get in there and guess what? Um, you'll be able to um, chit chat with me right in the chat box. In fact, I am going to um, uh, type in something right now for those of you who are on there not, not sure how this happens. Uh, it's basically in the comment section and I'll say ask me questions here. So yeah, I'm staring right at the chat room, so if there's anything that needs to happen or any questions that you have based on what we talk about today, because we are going to be talking about a very, very important topic, and especially for those of you who have challenges and relationships in both personal and business, you really want to pay attention to what we talked about today, okay? Because today, um, aside from talking about the Money Lab and how this all works and why we switched it over, we're going to talk about one of the most popular uh, open lab session topics that we've had in um, in, the, in the Facebook group. Uh, and which was all around relationships. And it was really cool because, you know, we had some people participating there. And some things came up that were, were just fascinating. Now, when we talk about relationships, you know, um, it's really, well, before I get into that... Um, <laughs> It's uh, it was a uh, interesting day. I'm and super energized and super you know pumped because um, for those of you who are, you know and feel free to follow me on Facebook. Uh, I put out a lot of content all the time, Facebook lives and everything like that. Uh, so if I get a little mm, sound like I'm high on something right now, it's because I just had a surprisingly short but grueling uh cardio session this morning and afterwards you know for those of you who exercise on a regular basis um you might be familiar with this post cardio high which is what happens when you uh work out and then you're like feeling terrible and then all of a sudden you go take a shower and you come back and all of a sudden um uh you're totally energized (laughs) uh it was kind of a weird thing because it's been a long time since i actually felt that so um had some amazing ideas some cool ideas coming into this and that's why today's topic is uh gonna address this um money as being the cover-up of bad relationships okay So, once again, yeah, if you want to ask any questions, join me live. Uh, If you are listening live, uh, you actually, if you have the Spreaker app, Spreaker.com, actually, that's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. They actually have an app that you can actually download. And um, when you're downloading, you can actually search up the, search the, uh, and find the the podcast show uh, right now for today. Just look for the Six Figure Academy. That's the number six figure academy. And... Um, you can actually do it directly through the phone, chit chat from me to, with me from there. Some really cool things coming down the pipe. We are in the process of um, possibly creating a whole separate division aside with fo- from focusing on entrepreneurs with money. We've actually uh, are in the process of augmenting our human development component because a lot of what we do. When it comes to money, now because I'm a big believer that if you, any tactic or strategy that you want in building your business or living your life or making investments or handling your money, if you just Google long enough, if you spend an entire day committing to Google about one specific topic, you will get so much, so many different types of tactics and strategies and quite frankly, you could probably get some of the best strategies on the planet just from Googling. So why is it that more people aren't able to achieve success with money or financially from just Googling? Because it's more than just content. It's more than just information. What really keeps people, and this is why we focus on helping people with money in a much different way here at the Six Figure Academy, is what happens internally when you get these tactics. If you have somebody like uh, Sir Richard Branson or Elon Musk or Bill Gates... You know give you um, a five-step strategy you know on how to you know make as much money as you want become as successful as you want you know the chances of you going that if you have internal baggage internal chatter limiting beliefs like why I mean one of the things that someone does that is like why would you do that why would you give me that information you know what's the catch um, and everything like that and whatever reason that you can come up with to not follow through and this is one of the biggest reasons why people are stuck when it comes to money this is the biggest reason why people have challenges when it comes to money and this is the, one of the biggest reasons why people have bad relationships when they try to blame money and when money comes it doesn't fix the relationship because most of the challenge we have in life that we use money as a culprit, as a scapegoat, as to blame, is a cover-up. And so today, we're going to talk about the cover-up that money is being used as for bad relationships. So if you have, for example, a, a, uh, a, a, a strained relationship, and the main topic of strain is financials, money, okay? Um, the question I then have is, is it really the money that's the problem in the relationship? Now, they have a statistic, uh, and you can Google this, okay? So, I don't, you know, so I may not necessarily always have the site, but it's it's not something that I make up usually when I put, 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 put these stats out. Um, they have a statistic where, in fact, I actually have this report, because I was so interested. I actually have the study and the report and it's in like uh it was like a um dissertation but um basically what it says to sum it up so you don't have to read it because it's really actually kind of formulaic and convoluted they have shown from a social standpoint that up to two hundred thousand dollars a year that's when money has the biggest impact on resolving um you know anxiety Uh, negative emotions bad relationships and everything like that what they found in their study that however once you get past two hundred thousand dollars a year it has a significant almost immediate drop in efficacy in terms of how effective making more money can solve bad emotions negative emotion anxieties worries stress bad relationships so let's talk about that for a moment if you are having challenges in your relationships, or if you're having challenges in life, and you're having stress and worry, anxiety, and you're making less than two hundred thousand dollars a year, if you make more, when when you make more money, you will be, um, you will have an experience that uh, of a reduction in your negative emotion. Okay. If you're making less than, a, less than $200,000 a year and you're having challenges in your life around money, making more money will actually mitigate assuage, or soften some of the challenges that you're having. However, there is a limit. After you go past 200000 and I'm not making this up because this is based on a study that they, they tested and it's a clinical study. After $200,000 a year... All of a sudden, you start the money, no matter how much money you make, it does not solve the problem. So what this lends us to understand and realize is that money to solve a problem is simply a band-aid solution. And then from our world here at the Six Figure Academy... And what we found in working with our clients and students, that money is not even a band-aid. It is just a very poor scapegoat. Because at the end of the day, if we were to think of money as a sentient being, like a person or a thing, money doesn't care. Money really does not care if you blame it for good or bad. If you get credit to money for anything, it doesn't, it doesn't care. And it reminds me all the time of that one. I mean, and I mentioned this before that Geico commercial where one of their avatars, Geico has so many different avatars, and don't even get me started on that. They have the caveman, they have the gecko, they have that Carl Sagan guy, and have this pile of money that randomly shows up. And all of a sudden, this hip hop music starts whenever someone happens to see that money sitting at the table. But it's interesting because the money doesn't talk, it just sits there with eyeballs and stares at you. It doesn't move. Yeah, sure, money comes up, but where's that money? Where is, uh, music comes up when someone catch, sees that pile of money. But the money still doesn't move and the eyes don't even move. I mean, it's like those sticky eyes that you see on like, you know, stuffed animals and stuff like that. So so where does that music come from? Somebody had to start playing that music. And if someone is watching this and this happens in real life, that music is in their head. Okay. So really, it's all in, your, it's, it's all in the mindset. It's all in how you perceive money in your life. If you want to use money and, and here's how we can get away with it. Okay. A lot of people find well it's it's easy to blame money. Why? Because the rest of the world blames money. And it's something that we culturally and and from a society standpoint have grown up learning and knowing how to do is that, okay, great, this is our new saber toothed tiger, you know, where back when cavemen were running away from animals to survive. We no longer have to run away from wild animals unless you're like, you know, those the guy who, you know, used to live with the grizzlies and stuff until the grizzlies killed him. (laughs) Uh, Or or the guy who lives with wolves and stuff like that, you know, always run that risk. But in modern day society, in America, here, okay, I mean, let's even talk about just California, okay? Nobody's really in danger when it comes to money. And yet we we, we have these stressors, these anxieties, these worries, these fights, these relationship stoppers, all around money okay and a lot of times it's because it's easier to blame money than it is to look at the real reason why we're having challenges okay I want you to take that in for a little bit in my recent trip to Japan um, I was it was kind of an exploratory visit for those of you who've heard my previous talk about that I think was a couple episodes ago maybe it was last week I'm not sure um I went to Japan to kind of explore how viable, you know, what I've been doing here in the States and other, you know, English speaking countries, you know, my talk about money, my discussion about the human uh, condition as it pertains to money and really that's just a gateway piece you know we i say to entrepreneurs you know money is like the you know the money anxiety releasing your challenges around money is like the keys to the kingdom you let that go in the world we live in today in the capitalistic world we live in today if you let go of your attachment to money being such a big component and mo- an important piece and 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 source of angst in our lives you will actually open up to... You're the, it's like the keys to the kingdom that you design for yourself, that the life that you want. And we've seen it happen time and time again when we do this for our clients and our students. So I went over to Japan to see, you know, is this really relevant around the world or is it just here in English-speaking countries or more importantly, the United States? You know, if I wanted to have a you know, global impact... You know, in the work that I do and how I can serve the planet and the people on the planet. um, I need to make sure that what I'm talking about, my content is viable no matter what language or what culture I'm in. So a lot of what I was doing in Japan was to kind of explore that and understand that. And it turns out that, you know, because of the, the era that we live in of money, it doesn't matter what language, what culture or what society I'm in money or any means of exchange of goods and services okay has that this work that we do is relevant because of the universal nature of money so that you know no matter what product or service it is one one unit of this money can actually purchase pretty much anything you know it's so cool though because what I love about money it's such it's such a testament to how smart man is you know it completely moved us away from the world of bartering and everything because you know bartering you actually had to it was very specific if I wanted to trade chickens for apples and the apple farmer didn't like chickens there was no way I was going to get apples from trading chickens so I had to work around that I would have to, you know, go find something that the, the apple farmer did want and is willing to trade his apples for and then that person that, that let's say it's a pear farmer but the pear farmer also has to want chickens which is what I have, you know. And unless I have a massive farm and this is how man then diversified so in ke- instead of just having a chicken farm specializing in that, I had chickens, I had, you know, Pigs. I, I would have corn and all these different things just so I can cover my bases without having to travel all over all over the land just to make sure I can get my apples. OK, what was so cool about man man decided to say, you know, what if we found a universal method to kind of represent uh, our blood, sweat, tears, our energy, our time we put into these products and services to then just have an easy exchange so we don't have we can be more efficient with commerce. We can be more efficient with being able to trade products and services. And that's really what it is. Money is a facilitator, is almost like an agent for trade. Okay. And, and because we were live in a capitalistic world, it's a necessary agent now, okay? But it's actually the most efficient agent for trade and and exchange. You know, I know a lot of people like to live in societies where they don't have to use money and they barter. It's like going backwards in time. It's like de-evolutionizing. As much as they say, oh, this is such a you know, new age. It's not. okay. For those of you who like, insist on bartering, for those of you who insist on you know, wanting to do this, you know, you know, money is no good, money is evil, you know, you're actually devolving. I'm going to call you out on that right now. Why? Because that's what we used to do. We invented and created money to evolutionize, to move forward, to grow, and right now our next step is to understand how to play better with money, how to utilize money, and maybe you know get to a point where my you know the goal is to eventually get to a point where money is no longer required. You know we're at a, so we get to a point where it's like a Star Trek utopian state where money is not the main thing; but it's the pursuit of knowledge to understand space and everything like that. You know. It's going to be lifetimes before we get to that point. But that's really where man should be putting their attention on how do we get to that point instead of dev- devolving back into like, oh, let's get rid of money. It's like, no, money was a creation, an invention of man. It's innovated. It's like technology. And that's why money right now, for example, I, like I was saying last week, I went to Japan with like $100 worth of N, cash, and I came back with, I didn't actually have to get more cash. Now, granted, I have friends around that helped and, um, you know, subsidized. But most of the time when I spent money, I used credit cards. Okay? But credit cards isn't really cash. It's a piece of plastic that represent electronically all the money I've had in different accounts. And then it went to somebody else's account, but they didn't see the cash either. So money itself is evolving. Man has actually been been instrumental in helping money, the instrument that we use to help make our lives more efficient, evolve to become even more efficient to help get us so that money becomes less and less of a focus and rather just be a conduit, a vehicle for us to do what we really want to do. Acquire products, services, exchange products, services, create resources so that we can actually expand and do more on this planet than just live for money. So for those of us who are just living for money, living to paycheck to paycheck, pay the bills and stuff like that, you are working on an archaic old system. What we want to talk about here at the Money Lab is how do we graduate and move you up from that system So that money starts to become a powerful ally, an instrument of change, and an opportunity for you to start to really live life to the fullest, build your business the way you want to build it, and have the life that you want, as we often talk about here at the Six Figure Academy, a life by design. Okay? So... I'm going to get off my uh, soapbox rant rant to talk to just step into getting back on topic about relationships. So the question will come up is is, you know, wh- how do, how can you say that money is a cover up for bad relationships? They have statistics that show like one of the number one reasons why divorce rates I and mean, divorce happens is because of money and financials. Well, that usually happens when money no longer can hold the burden of what the real problems are. Okay. unfortunately I've had worked with some couples before Um, you know oftentimes you know this is the topic of another book you know married to the business meaning they're married to the business and they're married to each other Um, it's not like I wouldn't say that it's an impossible endeavor it's just requires a high level of discipline to make it work okay for those of you who are out there entrepreneurs and you're married to each other and married to the business okay you want to pay attention to this, okay? A lot of people say never, never do that. It never works. no I'm not going to say never because I have seen it work. Okay, the frequency of it working well is not as high as I like it to be. Okay, and it's because people underestimate the level of commitment and discipline that is required to be married to the uh, to marry to each other and then run a business together. Okay. Remember, as an entrepreneur, if you don't grow, your business doesn't grow, okay? And similarly, if you are a couple and you are in the, in the business and one of you grows but the other doesn't grow, this business still can't grow. That's the caveat. If you are married to each other and you guys are both working, the, working in the same business... And one is into personal growth and it continues to grow and the other refuses to do so or is not growing at the same pace or is not willing to kind of like, you know, stay on point, the business will suffer. The business will either become lopsided and then it'll become challenged. And then what happens is in an effort to grasp and to figure out what's going on. And because the couples are both in the business for the sake of making more money so that they can need, pay, you know, grow the business and do more things, then money becomes an easy scapegoat. If, he, if we only made more money, then we wouldn't have as many challenges. When in fact, what's, going, what's happening is, and what I found in those types of circumstances, there is a rift that starts to open up. And the rift has nothing to do with money. Money then becomes the spackle, okay, for the rift. And remember what we talked about earlier, after you get to about 200000 they say, great, we're doing great. We're making a quarter million a year. And they're still having problems in the relationships, which then translate and, and trickles down to the business. Then that becomes a problem. And then it, becomes, and it and just gets bigger and bigger. And no matter how much money you make, pretty soon, what that, that rift is going to swallow up all that money. And it's actually going to create more challenge no matter how much money you make. Money starts to magnify that rift even more. And this is where you find those people who are married to each other, married to the business, and even though the business is making millions, they are absolutely miserable. Okay. Then God forbid somebody gets cancer and they don't know why, and so they get angry about it. Okay. And and when then they recover and the cancer comes back, okay, and they wonder why. Because it has nothing to do that they have misplaced their attention and their energy to resolve the resolve the problem. I mean, there's so many different levels to this and so many different layers, you know, and but I just want to, you know, bring out different scenarios that I've encountered in my journey as a, you know, as a coach. Okay. now here's another thing that we want to do uh, with the money lab. You know, Uh, there has been feedback that our money lab uh, or our podcasts uh, have been a little long, although it doesn't seem that long, especially when we have a guest. It just keeps going and going all of a sudden. Oh, my God, the hour is up. You know, and then we have feedback that, you know, the, the, the thing is totally fine. So for those of you who are either hearing this live or hearing it um, after the fact, uh, would love to hear your feedback. Put your, put, We'll have to have more feedback uh, on the comments or anything like that as to whether or not, you know, an hour for our show is too long or not. OK, and if it's not, then um, then great. Then we'll we'll keep it at an hour or if it's not then we're we can easily bring it down to thirty minutes or forty five minutes. I guess it I guess it really does depend on how engaged engaging we are and um, you know whether or not people are you know are distracted and no longer paying attention. Okay. So again, as a reminder, if you're on if you're listening to us live, you can go to Spreaker.com, okay, forward slash show, forward slash the money lab with dashes in between each word and chat and ask your questions. Uh, even if it's after the fact uh, you can post there because we get notified of every question that comes through, and so we jump on and we, as a team, we do the best we can to answer all the questions. Uh, we also, if you have us, if you have it on the app, the Spreaker app, which I highly recommend, which is kind of cool because then you have access to all the different uh, podcasts that are on Spreaker. You can find us there too and chat with me today, actually through the app. So. So let's talk about, so that's one one type of relationship, okay? And that's the one, when we say bad relationships, you know, most people just think about, oh my God, it's the personal relationship. But how about at work? Okay. How could money cover up bad relationships at work? So here's the thing, is that, let's say, for example, and, I, and this has happened, and I've seen this happen, where, um, you know, people click up at work and they socially they, they have this little thing. I, in fact, I remember there was one group that they were like they found they, the, the foodies found each other within the office environment and they you know made it a thing that at least once a week they would all go out and pick a different place to experience new food. And of course, when you do that, you often get you know a variety of different places. Some places are cheap, some places a little bit more expensive, whatever. And the thing is, this group comprised of people from different departments throughout the company. So some made you know so diff- the incomes differed. And what started to happen was as they start as they progressed and did you know did these foodie outings and stuff like that, they noticed there was a trend where there are some people that didn't show up. Um, on the on the days where they they decided to go to some place that was more expensive, and they only showed up uh, when the places were cheap. Now what happened is this is that they somehow made a poor decision, decided that um, you know they would start to instead of splitting the bill every single time, which is a, which is a pain, they would just alternate on who would pay. Okay, I don't know. I I almost feel like they 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 co-created the circumstance just to create drama. I don't know. But who know, who knows? Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But this is what happened. So they go out there and they're like doing these things where they're um alternating and then it it got to a point where the people who had um it turns out people who had um challenges around money, not because they can't afford it, but because it was just you know it, it was a perception thing they had money anxiety they had stress around it and you know quite frankly they just weren't i mean on some level they were just kind of cheap i guess i don't know there was a different there were all these types of terminologies and words that showed up for how people were describing each other um and then and then when it was time for uh for them to um Oh, I think the big, the big ca- the straw that broke the camel's back and just basically created a rift in all all people involved was there was this one time where they decided to go to this restaurant and it was this person this person's turn to pay and because it was expensive they at the last minute they flaked out and so some so they ended up getting stuck with the you know it just, it just in other words it just interrupted the flow of what they were used to the agreement that they made together and stuff like that and it actually put a bad taste in everybody's mouth. And then that whole fun endeavor that they decided to do socially and they really enjoyed uh, started to fall apart. But the problem is they started to fall apart not only just for the lunch thing, but it started to fall apart in the relationships at work. And it got to a point where judgment and resentment started to escalate within the work environment. Okay. They blamed it on financials. They blamed it on so the person who was uh, kind of like the spark that up basically blamed the organization or blamed his job for not making enough money. And had he made enough money or if he had more money, then this wouldn't be a problem. So in other words, it got to a point where they're 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 putting a lot of the blame on the money. Okay. In having a discussion with that group, and this is a little bit complex because there's so many people involved, really it had nothing to do with money. It had to do with communication. It had to do with uh, individual money stories. Um, and what do we mean by money story? It's the story that you grew up with, how, what the role that money plays in your life. Okay, that's what we mean by money story. So, everybody had conflicting, a few people had conflicting money stories with other people, and nobody was able to appreciate the other person's value around money or what kind of money circumstance they grew up with, and that's what's carrying over. So, the crux of what's going on here, what I'm getting at is this is that. The cover up for bad relationships, okay, money being the cover of a bad relationship. what it's really covering up is deeper seated issues around what the true challenges are, and oftentimes it's values clashing, um belief systems crashing. Uh, Poor communication skills. You know they say all the time. You know for relationships, be it personal or business or anything else, that you know all you need is to you know we just don't communicate anymore. We just don't communicate anymore. And oftentimes, when I hear that happen, the other person says, "What are you talking about? We talk every night. We talk all the time. We talk at dinner. We talk." You know, and and the other party is not communicating clearly, and so I have to basically step in and say you know is it just about communication or it's about the appropriate communication you know it's about communicating communicating properly using a language set that the person you're communicating with can understand for those of you don't know i'm a trainer of neurolinguistics so i have a fascination and i love language and what lo- what language is capable of and one of the things that we learned um, in, you know, in in, in, th- in the world of neurolinguistics is that when it comes to communication, good communication isn't determined by how good you think you're doing. Good communication is based on the feedback that you get. Okay, this actually having this awareness gives you the power of changing things. So like when it comes to relationships and money and stuff like that. If you're blaming money, then it gives away the power for you to make changes. If you rely on money to solve your problems and just money alone, just money alone. Now, you know, not money as being a facilitator, but if you rely on just money alone to solve all your problems, which I've heard before. I've had multimillionaires come in here and say, you know, why do you want to make more money? Because they'll solve all my problems. I'm like, really? Would those problems exist with or without money? You know, that's the question you would have to ask. And you have to be honest and say, if you say no, then you're still kind of deluding yourself. Denial, delusion, and blame. The toxic trio. You know, credit that to Dr. Carl Lasco. He wrote a book called Emotional BS. And he said, one of the biggest problems that we have in the world today is denial, delusion, and blame. The toxic trio. Not one of those three can exist without the other two. So what happens is this when it comes to money and relationships and everything like that then in communication is that you know if you're using money to cover up a bad relation for 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 challenges you what you want to start doing is saying well if it's not the money okay if it weren't for the money would we still have these problems you can convince yourself and say yeah no but whatever case may be but then really what it is is it's it's actually not Time and time again, we've seen that, okay? So, for example, um, worked with another group, a couple, where they were saying financially, if if things were better, whatever the case may be, blah, 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 blah. And, um, you know, when we eliminated the money piece as the challenge... And we did the work that we do here to re-engineer and change their money story so that money no longer becomes such, an, such a source of angst in their lives. The couple found out that it was more than just the money. In fact, it was much deeper than that. It turned out that they really didn't know who that other person was anymore. They had been together for so long, but never took the time to check in fully with each other. Now this is a very common thing. Same thing happened to my parents. You spend, you know, you become, you you get married, you have kids, and all of a sudden, all your focus is to work and kids and raising the kids right and discipline and you know vacations and everything. But you essentially, to a certain degree, have stopped dating, have stopped taking time to actually go out and actually get to know each other again. You know, one of the things I tell my sister all the time is that because she's married, it's like, you know, don't stop dating. Okay, just because you're married. Don't stop dating. In fact, you should date more, right? Um, because that will only deepen the connection. You know, what's cool is about, you know, here at the Six Figure Academy, and there's a lot of things that we have going on, is that we um, we create and we provide tools to help with each of these aspects that people are challenged. Because people will say, well, how do I connect deeper? It says, okay, well, great, we have a tool for that, you know. How do I understand my client better? I mean, not my client. How do I understand my partner better? Oh, we have a solution for that. We have a technique for that. We have a strategy for that. So here's the thing is that, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, realizing that, wait, money is just a band-aid. In fact, it's a very poor band-aid. It's just a cover-up for the the real challenges that we have in our lives. You know, when people say that and they hear that, they read a book or someone tells them that, they say, great, but what do I do about that? How do I fix that, you know? And and that's why you know we 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 do what we do here so that people realize they, there are resources out there, you know, instead of googling about fixing your money situation. If you realize there's a communication problem, then you can start googling how do I communicate with my partner better. And you go through that, and you have to decipher that and everything, and then. But there is a way to do it. The key thing is to stop blaming money for your problems because money is not the problem. Now. What you see in front of you like, oh, I don't have enough money in the bank to pay the bills. That is an end circumstance that was created not by money, but by you know decisions that you made. Belief systems, your bad money story that you grew up with, which then created an end result, which now creates a current challenge which makes it easy for you to blame money. When you don't have enough money in the bank and you can't pay your bills, okay, or um, you're getting sued or you have uh challenges uh making payroll with the case may be that's an end result that is not money's fault okay i want you to take this in really quickly okay people say i have all these money problems what's your money problem this is i can't pay my bills is it money's fault yes no <laughs> it's not it is an end result what you see outside of your life right now, what you see in front of you in terms of um your living circumstance, good or bad, those are just end results. What you physically see outside of your being, okay, is a, is is an end result of a series of sequences that started with an idea. It started in your mind, and after a certain set of sequences. It ends up manifesting or or presenting itself in your physical world. Okay. A real simple thing is, you look at the car that you own or have or rent or whatever or lease. Okay, that's sitting in that's that's sitting in front of you, or I mean, look at any object that you sit in front of you, anything that you see physically in front of you is an end result. Okay, of a decision that you made a while back. And it's through a series of sequence of uh, decisions and action steps. You now own or have that item in front of you. However, if that item in front of you is causing problems in your life. It's not that item's fault. So, are you seeing that when it comes to relationship, it could be the same thing. You look at the person in front of you. You could blame them all they want for all the the challenges and problems you have in your life. But at the end of the day, you made a master choice a while back that led to this set of circumstances. Now, granted, you guys made decisions together. But ultimately, you decided at some point to say, yes, I want to be in this relationship. So to not take ownership of what you're feeling, especially if it's, if it's an undesirable feeling in the relationship. Okay. Is then not contributing to the solution. So we say all the time. If you want to fix the problems in your life. First thing to do is have an awareness. Of what the problem is. You know. And that awareness is usually about. Taking ownership. That you had. A hundred percent. You know. Um, choice. Impact. Influence on the circumstances that are there now. Okay. Acknowledge the fact that you actually made that decision, okay? And instead of beating yourself up for making that because, you know what, at some point you have to realize that you made that decision for a particular reason, to serve a particular purpose. You need to embrace and love on yourself because on some level it probably protected you from something or someone. And then that's when you can start making a change, okay? Interesting, right? So it's so this is the thing about, you know, um, money as a cover of a bad relationship is that, you know, it this is why we want to resolve our challenge, our perceptions around money, our programming around money, uh, because all that contributes to how we deal with money and how we perceive money, how we look at money and how we work with money or against money. Okay it's is a you know and those belief systems contribute a lot to that so 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 the first step then is to like you know if if financial problems or money are are, are a problem in our relationships and it could be even relationship with your kids too you know you know if there's a circumstance where you have like you know um, you promised your kids that you would give them allowance and then you find yourself in a financial circumstance where it's tough to give. Um, you can't afford to even give your kids uh, allowance, but you promise them that, and you do it anyway. But instead of doing it with love, you do it resentfully. Okay, your kids will actually pick that up. And here's the responsibility as a parent, especially if you have kids that are uh, under the age of, you know, twelve, uh, under age of seven. How you behave around money before they get a grasp on the language is going to be observed by your children. And whether or not you teach them verbally how money is that, because most people don't, most parents don't take the time to teach their kids about money, which is kind of sad. Then they'll make it up and based on what they see that you've done. Worse yet, if you try to teach them about money, but it's not something that you do or capable are capable of doing, and you teach them a theory and then they look at you and it's like kind of like, "Do as I say, but not as I do, that's even worse. They're gonna create a whole chaos of conflict around money when your kid's growing up that relationship okay, could then show up you know uh in a way where you know you think. You can solve it with money but what it is is just you know there's a whole whole like convoluted end result that can happen and that's why I say all the time is that if you want to avoid those type of circumstances get your money story handled if you know that you have a and you see, one of the reasons why parents have a hard time talking to their kids about money because is because they themselves don't even want to talk about money is that they know that they have a bad relationship with money And don't feel confident to talk to the ones they love to help them with money because it's kind of like it's a hypocrisy. It's like, how can I teach my kids good money principles when I am not sure what my money principles are all about? You know, I'm not sure how to handle my bad money story. You know, if I'm stressed and worried about money all the time... Sure, I can make more money and give my kids more money so they don't have to worry about it anymore. but is that really teaching them about money? Is that really teaching them on on, on on creating a good positive money story? See what gets people to actually do and prosper really well when it comes to money have a good discernment around money aside from the fact that like naturally you know have, they have a natural motivation around that, which we have an ability to help people identify whether or not they have that money making gene. Uh, we have a patent technology that's on board right now, which is kind of amazing. Reach out to us if you're interested about that is that you know it the values have to be taught. the have allies have to be handled on your end first before you can teach your kids okay so really, really important, okay really, really important to take to 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 pay attention to this, okay. The easiest way to fix your, uh, or to identify the true culprit of bad relationships, whether it be personal, business, with your children, whatever the case may be, okay, in your life, okay, is to address that money story within. Identify what it is, and this is what this 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 podcast is all about, okay. This is your laboratory where, yeah, I just happen to be hosting uh, to help you resolve that piece in a way that nobody really does it. You know, I can say that be- I can say that now because before I didn't think that until I kept doing these presentations about reengineering bad money stories, seminars, trainings and everything like that. And not one training and, and, and seminar over the last um, last few years have gone by where I have not heard somebody say, you know, you you approach this so differently than anybody I've ever seen. And it wasn't because that was my intention or anything like that. It was just because through my own experiences around money, you know, for those of you who don't know my story, my dad tried to teach me about money by giving me a credit card and said I could only use it for emergencies. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I was only like, what, 12, 13 years old and my dad was 40. So our definition of emergency, okay, was uniquely different, <laughs> My virgin emergency that month, that first month, was the fact that, you know, Spider-Man 1 from McFarland came out and it was flying off the shelves and I didn't have cash or check to buy any of it. So I found Cash Advance on the credit card and, you know, as for those of you who know credit cards, once Cash Advance starts doing it, it's like day one, you start getting accruing interest. The bill comes at the end of the month, I get in mass amounts of trouble, my dad takes my card away and in that moment I learned that when it comes to money, uh, there's pain, there's punishment and um way like i would get in trouble and the only way that would stop is someone takes it takes the card away and then you know the yelling would stop the anger would stop the pain would stop okay interesting and having worked through that and finding out that other people have similar or even even more interesting uh, money stories growing up and helping them eliminate that it has this natural unconscious impact on how you start making decisions in all your life, in all areas of your life. Work, home, relationships, health and fitness, career. It's all of it, you know. Even like whether or not you will do self-care and personal development and work on your personal growth. Heck, one of the most, most amazing things that I saw in one of my clients is that when we resolved the bad money story issue and released her, her um, attachment to money being a problem... She started investing more in herself, which then, as a byproduct, helped her grow faster and grow better and evolve and understand more, which then helped actually help their business to grow. If you're an entrepreneur, you need to grow or your business won't. Your business is a reflection of you. Okay. Yes, we work with a lot of entrepreneurs here. We also work with a lot of entrepreneur minded individuals. You know, some of our best. Uh, experiences have been with people who work within a corporate environment but to have a a entrepreneur mindset okay and that is just as necessary to work on in terms of you know when it comes to money and mindset and taking ownership of all your decisions and for your circumstances so that you can actually change them okay you need to own your decision for your, your you need to own your contribution to the circumstance to the bad relationship in order for you to change that relationship okay and whether that relationship is meant to be together or not, you have to clear the, the fog to see it for what it is. And sometimes people like to keep the fog there because they know the relationship is done and they just don't want to face the music. But that just perpetuates the pain. That literally can help people create cancer in their lives. Okay? So, lots of cool stuff. I you know I, I hope this, uh, this rebrand launch of the Money Lab... From the stop money anxiety now into the money lab live uh, podcast every week Tuesday at noon Pacific Standard Time Uh, it was a was a good enough uh, reintroduction of what this show is all about for those of you who are interested uh, we uh, have a Facebook group. Called the Money Lab. All you have to do is go to Facebook, search the Money Lab, request to be a part of the group, and then you'll have a couple rules on there. And you could join me for these open lab sessions that we have once or a couple times a month, once or twice a month. And um, those are those are live as well, where you can interact with me, you could see me too, and um, you could do it through Facebook Live. Uh, so definitely join us there. If you haven't downloaded my free. Uh, ebook digital book called from money anxiety to six figure mastery uh definitely go to go dot the and then you can get it there and it will give you a nice little introduction of that along with a five-part e-series that will uh, take you deeper into these concepts of how to finally separate the money piece being you know this challenge in our lives And really make it a powerful ally to really get what you want. And think about all the things that you want. And think about all the things that you want that money can help you get to quicker. And the way to do that is if you start to have a relationship with money where money jumps in and goes, hey, what do you need? What can I help you with? And it just comes in to support you with that. I'm not just saying this out of theory. We've seen it happen over and over again with our clients and our students. So why not you? Okay. So very, very important. I'm going to post all those links in the comments below. Thank you so much for those of you who joined us live. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have, um, uh, you know, a higher diversity of guests that are coming in because it's now a money lab where we can talk about all things money instead of just money anxiety, which is just a symptom of a bad money story. And then uh, be able to introduce uh, some really cool new things that are coming down because we are expanding. We've got some great team members in our uh, at the Six Figure Academy. Uh, we might even uh, be spinning off different divisions and different companies as well. So stay tuned for all of that because that stuff is going to be fun, fun, fun. So once again, join us on Facebook. Subscribe to our, uh, our iTunes. Um, Stay tuned, so that way you can. So when you subscribe, you can get notified. Get the Spreaker app, so wherever you go, you can t- you can you can uh, you know head, put on your headphones and just kind of listen in and and interact. Uh, but otherwise, check out the links below, and other we'll have uh, am- an amazing week. And uh, that would be pretty much it. Okay, that's this week's Money Lab Show episode number twenty two talking about money being a cover-up for bad relationships join us next week next week for some more awesome awesome good things all around money because if you want it we can help you get it all right have a good week